Welcome to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, where America's top cleaning expert shows you the ins and outs of keeping a clean home and a clean business. From expert advice to cutting-edge interviews, Debbie uses her 30 years experience to bring you the insight you need to be cleaning up. And now, here's your host, Debbie Sardone. Welcome back, everybody. It is Debbie Sardone, and today I have another terrific guest in the studio with me. I have Max Miller of the Cross Timbers Gazette. Now, prior to acquiring the Cross Timbers Gazette in 2006, Max Miller established hyper-local websites in Texas and Indiana, and he spent 17 years with Metro Traffic, overseeing radio and TV traffic and news reporting operations in Dallas, and of course also in other parts of the country. He and his wife of 19 years, Susan, have lived in southern Denton County for 14 years, and they have two children, a boy and a girl. So welcome, Max, to the studio. Thank you very much. You know, after hearing that bio, I'm feeling kind of tired right now. <laughs> I apparently do a lot of stuff. Yeah, you do. In fact, I would have a hard time keeping up with you. You're all over the place. Well, I try. You know, my goal <laughs> is that you see me everywhere. That's so, right. And here I am. And that's why you're so successful in business. So I think it's interesting. You've started out in some industries that a lot of people are claiming are dead. You've started out in broadcasting, and now you're, you're in print. Um, what, tell us a little bit about how you got started going out on your own, becoming an entrepreneur in these industries. Well, you know, uh, the cool thing is I was a weird kid. I always knew what I wanted to do. As a little kid, I always wanted to work in radio. When I was a little boy, I would sit in front of my mom's stereo. Remember 78s? Does anybody know what 78s are? Oh, yeah. 78 (laughs) records. So I would play those things, and between the songs, I would read stuff out of the newspaper. So I was like, uh, you know, a little DJ back then when I was a kid. I always wanted to do that. I got a job as a disc jockey as a teenager. You know, the first thing you do is clean the bathrooms and stuff, you know, but uh, I did all those things. And because I was really focused. Low man on the totem pole. Exactly. And I was focused. I I, I had this passion of what I wanted to do. And I said, I'm going to do it. I worked at my high school radio station. I worked at a local radio station doing overnight uh, shifts as a a teenager. And uh, worked my way into a part-time fill-in position at Metro Traffic where they do traffic reports. As a matter of fact, I was doing an overnight shift at the radio station. And the news director came in that morning about 5 a.m. And he said... um, hey, uh, we got an opening in Metro Traffic, and I'd never thought about that before, doing traffic reports. I'm like, well, sure, why not? This is in Richmond, Virginia, where I grew up. Richmond, Virginia doesn't have much traffic. There are days when there's nothing going on there, and you have to really stretch. And that was good, good practice for me. So the first thing that I did when I took that job is they said, okay, now we need, to, we need you to meet us at the airport and I'm like, why, why do you need to go to the airport? Well, you need to fill in for the guy that flies around and does traffic. I've never flown in an airplane before. I was 22 years old. So they gave me this garbage bag just in case. Oh, and my goodness. I went up there, and it was great. I saw my hometown from a whole different perspective, and I had a blast. Long story short, I worked my way up to middle management at Metro Traffic, and that was great because, honestly, on the air, I wasn't the best. We had a lot of great reporters and stuff. But I found my niche being a manager, helping other people succeed. So what I'm hearing here as an entrepreneur is, first of all, you knew what you wanted, but 
you did the unexciting stuff to get where you wanted to be. You started at the bottom. You said you were the one cleaning the bathrooms. And then when you were offered an opportunity, instead of saying, oh, I, I, that's not my field or that's not my area, you said, okay, why not? I'll try it. I did everything they asked me to. They used to the radio station used to call me and say, we need you to come in tonight. The overnight guy is not feeling good. And I would have a date or something or want to do something, I'd say, hey, sorry, guys, got to go. And so I put in a lot of sweat equity and a lot of hard work because I knew something good would come out of it. See, that's one of the things that people don't really understand about successful entrepreneurs versus maybe unsuccessful ones is there's a lot of ugly, unglamorous stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And you end up paying your dues for success. Exactly. If you don't pay your dues, if, if you're not willing to pay your dues, if you're not willing to drop everything in order to be successful later, you're probably going to be one of those people that's not successful later. That's right. I mean, you know what's great about it is when I rose up to the ranks of management at Metro Traffic, they sent me to Indianapolis at 26 to run the Indianapolis office. We had traffic reporters on that office who could be my grandparents, right? They were awesome. But the thing of it is, is they respected me because I had done what they had done. I and, and when I went in there to that office, not knowing a soul in Indy, never even be, traveling that far west of my life, um, I got to know those folks and I got to earn the respect by working alongside them, working hard and helping them out. So fla uh, flash forward to 2002, I get the big call to come to Texas. All right. So you I got uh, here as quick as you could. Right? I did. I did. I did. So uh, once again, my wife and I had never, I was married by then. My wife and I had never been to, to Texas before and, and didn't know anything about Dallas, but God put us right where he wanted us. He put us in Southern Denton County. Now, along the way in Indianapolis, uh, because my wife and I did not have any kids, didn't even have a dog at night. I wanted, you know, I was just kind of, you know, watching TV gets boring after a while. Well, the internet, of course, this is in the mid to late 90s, the internet started becoming a thing. And I thought... The World Wide Web. Yes, it was so exciting. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget when I first got to a dial-up modem, you mm -hmm. know. Anyway, so I started a little website for our sub, our uh, a suburb called Fishers, Indi it's Fishers, Indiana, and it was called FishersFind.com. I started this little news website for the town of Fishers just, just for something to do. Sold a few ads, just did it on the side. Anyway, when I got transferred down to Dallas, my wife said, listen, you know, because it became kind of uh, more than a hobby, I kept, I spent a lot of time, and she said, listen, promise me now that you're in Dallas, do not do that. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. So I said, okay. But about a year after m moving down here, and by the way, I sold Fisher's Fine when I moved down to Dallas for a small sum of money, but it was still something, it shows it actually had value. So about a year after I moved down to Lantana, Texas, and there's nothing, Lantana was small, there was not much going on, I couldn't resist. I registered lantanalinks.com. She got so mad at me. <laughs> she got so mad. Well, uh, I said, honey, I'll sell it. So I tried to sell the URL. Nobody wanted a URL, right? So I said, I'll just put a few things on here. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a house. You have to have curb appeal. So anyway, um, the website got bigger and bigger. I got to know LaRue Johnson, who owned the Cross Timbers Gazette. This newspaper started showing up in my mailbox that, that looked a little wimpy. And I said, hey, there's no Lantana News in it. So I called LaRue. Hi, I'm Max Miller. You don't know me, but I have this website called Lantana Links. I tell you what, I'll barter with you. I will give you Lantana News to put in your newspaper if you help promote my website. So she said, eh, why not? 
Anyway, a couple years later, my wife and I are trying to have kids. We've been trying for many years, finally got successful. My wife worked as a, a, with a home builder. She was doing great, but she said, I want to stay home with our, with our son when he's born. And I said, oh, my goodness, you know, I was still working in metro traffic down here, and, and we were laying off people because of the, you know, recession, and they were public company and stuff. Anyway, LaRue, LaRue calls just at the right time and says, would you like to buy this paper? I mean, this is wow. just divine intervention. It was a real blessing. But one little problem. There wasn't much going on with this publication, not many ads in here. Uh, but she said, Max, the community loves this paper. It's very important, and you're going to do great because you are a go-getter. Yep. That was 10 years ago. Isn't that fabulous? And so now, I see the paper. You have it in the studio with us today. And what's so fascinating about your story is you now have been in two industries that a lot of people have said it's dead. You know, broadcasting is dead. Everybody's getting their news on on the uh, internet and and print is dead. People are claiming that. And I know as a business owner, that is not true. Those are phenomenal mediums. You just have to use them differently than they were used in the past. So tell us a little bit about before we go to our break, a little introduction as to what's going on with print. Well, you know, it's like a lot of industries, uh, very mature, but if you focus on specific niches, specific areas, and you super serve your audience, then you will do great. Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, radio has s similar issues, uh, and that's why we have a lot of uh, podcasts. That's why we have a lot of Internet radio stations, where, and we have Pandora, where we can have our own radio station. So it's just you have to it, – it's not, it's not the medium. It's how we're actually executing. How you're using it. Exactly. And I learned a long time ago, or figured this out a long time ago, that the Internet is all about local. It's about niches. It's not about trying to capture everybody in the world. That's why I did Fisher's Find. That's why I did Lantana Links. And that's why when I saw this paper that was mailed out at the time to 8,500 households and businesses, little teeny thing, I said, this is a growing area. If we super serve audience, we'll do great. Today, we're mailing it to over 42,000 households and businesses oh with the largest publication, news publication in Denton County. And it's because we focus on our area, hyper-local. We give the people what they want. I'm so glad you mentioned that because niches, as they say for entrepreneurs, uh, riches are in the niches. And that is true for any industry. It doesn't matter what you do. And here it is a newspaper. People would think well, newspapers have to be kind of all things to all people. And you've just debunked that. Basically, newspapers nowadays to succeed need to be very focused. They need to be local. I know when that thing comes in the mail at my house, Hold. My husband and I both open it and scan through it. We're looking for our local business colleagues who's been featured in the newspaper this week. We're looking for events and activities. So I want to talk to you a little bit more after the break about how you grew that thing in the last 10 years so successfully. We'll be right back with Max Miller of the Cross Timbers Gazette. Yesterday, I was up before the dawn. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and, and really on the web at on. Everyone hates a dirty house, but who wants to spend Saturdays cleaning? There's the vacuuming, the dusting, the mopping floors, scrubbing the toilets, cleaning the showers, and who even has the time to clean the ceiling fans or wash the baseboards? 
And if the kids have a game, well, there goes the weekend. That's why I use Buckets and Bows Maid Service. I love my busy life and my clean home. We know it's not easy dealing with a loved one who drinks too much, but there's help and hope at Elanon Family Groups. For a meeting near you, call 1-888-4-ELANON. That's 1-888-425-2666. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. We are back with Max Miller of the Cross Timbers Gazette, and we've been talking about entrepreneurialism, and in particular especially for those entrepreneurs that are listening, uh, industries that might seem to be dying, that, that people are labeling as a dead industry. And the reason why I think this is a very important topic today, Max, and thank you so much again for being here, is a lot of entrepreneurs are seeing their own industry change dramatically. And many of them cannot survive the change and they just go under. They go out of business. They don't know how to reinvent themselves. They don't know how to shift with the times. You know, you see this with even the taxi industry. They're all running scared. They're even getting, you know, they're, they're even threatening lawsuits and so forth because their industry is changing on them. All of a sudden, there's all these individual Uber drivers out there stealing market share from them as they see it. And the reality is, change is inevitable. We as entrepreneurs can just uh, fold and give up and decide, okay, well, I guess my industry is dead, or we can reinvent ourselves or get better at what we do. So you obviously have grown your newspaper, you took it over at 8,500 subscribers. And now you said you have over 42 thousand yeah, yeah right and how did you do that well hmm. you know uh, I, first of all nobody subscribes to our paper that's probably one reason why readers i guess is a better way or, to or, put or, it uh, house distribution households yeah yes so so um we i put the money first thing i did was is every sale i made i put the money back into this publication i was working full time the first two years that I had this paper. Now, I will tell you that uh, I did go to my boss and my wife, and I said, can I buy the newspaper? Uh, and uh, they both said yes. And my and then my, I told my wife, I said, aren't you glad that you let me do that website that you didn't <laughs> want me to do? And she <laughs> oh, said, so you throw that in her face, huh? Well, I, no, I just <laughs> reminded her because, you know, uh, because she could stay at home and, and be with our son and then yes. our daughter later on. So, uh, so you had a bigger vision. Well, yes. I, you know, God had a bigger vision, yes. to be honest with you. But uh, I think that, um, so one of the things I did was I said, okay, this paper, even though it's small, it, it is, it is uh, doing what it needs to do in the community. You just need to get out there and let people know about it. You know, it was one of those best kept secret things. So you take a business that uh, has been around and is underperforming, and you say, okay, the basic blocking and tackling stuff. If we can just do that, I have a feeling things are going to be are going to go better. So and you pinpointed why it was underperforming. It wasn't underperforming because it was outdated and nobody reads newspapers, and you knew it. Right. That wasn't why. You nailed it. It was the best kept secret in town. People didn't know about it. Exactly. So I said. Time to join the chambers. And it did take me a little while. I guess I should say that some of the people had encouraged me to join the chamber and said, please, you need to go do this. I wasn't even sure what a chamber of commerce did, to tell you the truth, but uh, finally joined a couple of them, Argyle and Flower Mound chambers. And I said, okay, I need to make sure that I go to as many things as possible because consistency is something that you don't hear a lot. You know, people, people take it for granted. 
everything's changing all the time. And let's be realistic, most people don't like change. Uh, they can say they like it all they want, but it's true. Most people don't like change. So if I can just go out there and not do any major changes to this publication, just incremental things to make it a little bit better, increase the circulation, and have a presence in the community so that you see me all the time, as you do, uh, then I will accomplish some stuff. And uh, the things I will accomplish is uh, accountability, build relationships, my reputation, of course, you see me, paper boy, you know, you know who I am, and you brand yourself and your business. You People love consistency because life is always changing. We have these major changes all over our life, whether it be personal, whether it be political, whether it be uh, anything, you know, anything and everything at work. So to be able to have something come in your mailbox each month that has a bunch of local news and good feel-good stories in there, things about your community, things you need to know, you can count on it. And, you know, a lot of business owners get stuck right there because... As entrepreneurs, some of us are perfectionists. And so we tend to obsess over quality and even to the detriment of consistency. And I believe, and I I've, I've believe I've discovered this over the years of business, we may think that customers will demand perfection. What they will demand is consistency. They would rather you be good regularly than amazing sometimes. Exactly. So exactly. consistency is a really strong uh, point for an entrepreneur that most people aren't really talking about. You know, the other thing is there was a study done that shows with hotels that shows if there was an issue and the hotel took care of it to your satisfaction or even exceeded your expectations, you will give them a higher rating than if everything was perfect. So in other words, you, you know, you have an opportunity every day as an entrepreneur to make a difference, to stand out by doing the things that you know in your heart you should do. You should always strive to put yourself in your customer's shoes and knock their socks off. You know, make it so that if something happens, you're the one telling them, hey, we made a mistake. Here's what we're going to do. No surprises. You know, like I said, basic blocking and tackling. This publication uh, is going to be 38 years old. But I run this like a startup in that I want to have that passion. I want to have that excitement surrounding our business. And I want to make sure that when it comes to customer service, nobody can beat us. Now, People would say, 38-year-old newspaper, it's dead. You're in a declining industry. You should get out and you should go find something else to do. And you are proving that concept wrong by reinventing the newspaper in the local community and making sure it is relevant because that's what you've done. You've made sure that that newspaper is relevant. People count on that newspaper. They want to open it up and see what's going on in my community. They call me. People call me every day with story ideas. We don't even have enough time or, or uh, manpower to cover all the things that people want us to cover because they're constantly thinking of us, which is awesome, by the way. It's a good problem to have, yes. and I'll take that any day of the week. We do, of course, have our digital channels. We have a website. We have Facebook. But the bottom line is we want to be part of the conversation. I think with any business, you want to be relevant. You want to be there for when people need you. You want to be part of their life in some way. And consistency is one of the cornerstones of what we do because as wor the world changes and people come and go, we will be there. And I want people to have confidence in that because if they have confidence, we'll be there. Our advertisers, some of which have been in here for 30 years, uh, which is pretty amazing. Uh, our readers, which are very loyal and sometimes call and say, has it come out yet? No, it'll be out this Saturday. Okay, I just want to make sure that I got it. Uh, that That's kind of, pretty good. <laughs> that kind of stuff blows me away, by the way, and it humbles me. But I just realized that if I do the basic 
blocking and tackling and do what I know I need to do, what I expect from others, what I expect from myself, then as a rule, your business will go pretty well for you. It doesn't mean I'm not going to change stuff, but I'm going to put a lot of thought into it. I'm not going to jump on all the latest fads. I'm going to sometimes let other people try out something, other businesses. You know, remember the uh, deal of the day, things that were going around, you know, the, uh, I can't remember what they call those things, but the Groupons. Yes. That was big for a while, and it's still, people use them a little bit, but somebody told me a few years ago, oh, you need to do that because it's going to wipe out all your advertising. And I said, no, nah, I don't think so. We'll, we'll just see how it goes. Well, you know, it didn't, right. it didn't make that much exactly. of an impact. Exactly. So, so uh, th- the bottom line is any industry can become outdated if you let it, or you just learn to roll with the times, roll with the technology, reinvent yourself, identify who your tribe is. And, right. and your tribe doesn't live in Dallas. No. They live in Lantana. They live in Flower Mound and Highland Village, Southern Denton County. Yep. You cannot yep. be all things to all people. You'll become irrelevant. Nobody will be interested. And, and what I did was, by increasing our circulation, it made sure that people all over Southern Denton County were going to get this in their mailbox. So when you have 100% coverage like that, you're going to have people... Uh, who are going to be engaged, and you and you put stuff in here that people are interested in, and you also make sure as a business owner that you're listening to your customers. I love customer feedback. I love reader feedback and advertiser feedback. It doesn't all have to be good. I'll take anything because I want to make sure that we serve our community, and that's what all businesses should be doing, serving their community, giving back. You're a great example, of course, with all the stuff that you do, Debbie. So, Well, I, I agree with what you just said. It's, it's not just about the product that you produce or the service that you produce. I mean, we clean homes. You print newspapers. It's really about the community that you serve and the community that you engage with. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. They can't know a newspaper, but they can know the the publisher. They can know Max Miller. They can know Debbie Sardone, who owns the cleaning company. So engaging with your community, not just taking their dollars and producing a product, but just being a part of them is really a part of entrepreneurial success. And I think you've done that really, really well. Well, thank you. You know, uh, my dad uh, ran a landscaping service and made me cut grass when I was a kid, and I did not like it at all. But I got to watch how we interacted with the customers and all that stuff. And I guess all those lessons uh, have kind of been passed on to me, and I feel very blessed. You know, it's really good when you learn from your parents. I've learned a lot of great lessons from both my mom and my dad. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great when you can apply them in business or apply them in your family. And especially as an entrepreneur, when you can fall back on that, those many years of wisdom. So when we come back, I have my lightning round segment where I would like to help you with a dilemma that will help also other entrepreneurs. So we'll be right back after the break with Max Miller of the Cross Timbers Gazette. So if you're enjoying this episode of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, give us a rating on iTunes today. Hi, I'm Debbie Sardone, founder of Cleaning for a Reason. Our mission is to give the gift of free house cleaning for women undergoing treatment for any type of cancer. Our goal is to let these brave and strong women focus on their health while we focus on and take the worry out of cleaning their homes completely free of charge. To learn more on how you can help provide the gift of a clean home to a woman battling cancer, visit cleaningforareason.org. 
The Center for Animal Research and Education is a nonprofit providing a permanent home to over 50 abused and abandoned big cats in DFW. Come out for a tour and meet our amazing lions, tigers, and leopards. For more information, go to carerescuetexas.com. You're listening to RNCN, the number one source for premium talk radio. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. Welcome back. We have Max Miller in the studio with us today of the Cross Timbers Gazette. And Max, this is our lightning round. As uh, you know, I do business consulting and training. That's one of the things that I get to do. I get to work from my home and I help literally small business owners from around the world grow and improve their business. And so I love to use this time to help my entrepreneurs that come in and give some time to us with a challenge that you're facing in business. So have you got a challenge that maybe I can help you with? Do I ever. (laughs) So, you know, I am one of those people that multitask. uh, And I claim that I'm good at it. But I really, uh, the more I think about it, the more I realize that I am not good at it. I start a bunch of things and I don't finish anything. And that is just uh, maddening sometimes. And of course, there's all kinds of different things that I'm working on at any given time. Every month around this time, there's a bunch of invoices that need to be done. Now you got to send out your invoices, of course. Why would I put things like that off? Well, because it's a big thing that I need to do along with all the other things I need to do. So my problem is uh, getting things done in a, in a manner that's more efficient because obviously I want to take the time to, you know, do the most important things. And I end up sometimes doing the easy things first and falling into that trap. What perfect timing, because I was actually working with somebody just this morning on the topic of time management. And so it's kind of fresh in my mind about how most entrepreneurial uh, people, most entrepreneurs struggle with time management. We want to do so much and we are so driven and we take on so much and we say yes to so much that we really do struggle, every one of us, with time management. And one of the things you said that I want to point out, and I know this will help you, is this myth that we've been fed that there is such a thing as multitasking. There is, and you know this, there is no such thing as multitasking. There is only task switching because the brain will not allow you to do two things at once. We might think that we're watching TV and answering emails on our laptop, but we aren't. We're watching TV And then if we stop watching TV and shift to our emails, we are checking email, but then we are not watching TV. And I know this for a fact because I've had to go back and rewind the TV because I switched and I started checking emails. And then I'm like, what did, what did he just say? Then I have to stop and rewind. Well, you notice how much longer it takes you to watch that TV show if you switch and then you lose focus because you did something else. So then you went back to the TV show and you had to hit rewind. And you had to wait while it rewinded and then you had to listen again. Do you see how much time got wasted? This is the myth of multitasking. When we think we're multitasking and we're trying to write a blog and we're trying to answer emails and we're also checking the pings on our phone because somebody might have left a comment on our business fan page. So it's, we're not goofing off. We're working. We think we're multitasking. And the reality is, is we're dropping our productivity by about 40%. Mm. And studies have shown that it takes you five times longer to get a task finished if you are 
switching back and forth between tasks. Wow. So think about an article that would normally take you an hour to write. If it takes you five times longer to write that article because of all the multitasking, you literally will end up taking you five hours to write a one-hour article because we are trying to multitask. So it sabotages your success in the first place. It drops your your productivity dramatically. So one of the things that I recommend is time blocking. We've all heard it, but we need to be reminded where you literally put it on your calendar that I have invoicing that has to be done on Monday between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. and nothing else is going to get in my way, which means I don't dare look at email. Yeah. I turn my do not disturb feature on my phone so that my phone doesn't ping and I don't start getting drawn into answering questions on Facebook. Um, I might have to turn off my phone so that inbound calls go to voicemail. And I can knock out that block of time and get all my invoicing done before it's an urgent matter and I'm up till midnight the night before because I have a deadline. So there's the time blocking. So you first increase your productivity by not switching back and forth from tasks. Then you block the time. And the reason why time blocking is so effective is we all know that when it comes to tasks, there are urgent and important tasks. Those are things you absolutely have to do today or you're in trouble, right. whatever it is. I mean, I, I, an urgent and important task probably in, in your household is if you're the one that picks the kids up at school at 3 p.m., that is urgent and important. Right. There's actually no deadline that can come before that. Uh, nothing. It's urgent and important. Nothing will stand in your way. Uh, it could be closing the sale that that you know you have to close or obviously for a newspaper urgent important is the deadline yes print deadline and add deadline so you've got the urgent and the important but we also have the important and the non-urgent and that's where we need to spend most of our time but we don't we spend most of our time in the urgent and important it is because we've procrastinated and as we procrastinate then all those important things become urgent it is today at five and I've got to have all this work done by midnight. Right. So if we could block off our time, prioritize our time, which I, I know none of this is brand new, but we all have to be reminded. Yes. Good reminders. Um, one of the things that I like to do to help me work in the realm of important and not urgent, as opposed to always finding myself working in the realm of urgent and important, is to make a list every single day. And use the A, B, C, D, E tactic with that list. And so you make your list of all the things you need to do today. But then you go back and you assign an A by all the things that absolutely, positively have to be done before dinner. Absolutely. And you probably got 10 things on that list that don't need an A. Right. And so then you can give those other things a B and a C. Okay, but at least we know the A's. This has to be done. Maybe it is the invoicing that has to go out today or the ad copy that has to be written today. So you give an A, B, C on those things on your list. Then there's the D and the E. The D is delegate. You have no business doing it in the first place. Delegate that. Who should have uh, been assigned that task? Maybe it's a writer. 
Maybe it's a graphics designer. Maybe your time is better spent doing other things than that particular thing you keep doing by default because it seemed like too much effort to train somebody else to do it. That's the D, the delegate. I shouldn't be doing this anyway. And then E, eliminate. Why on earth are you doing that anyway? Eliminate that. It's not moving you forward. It's keeping you from reaching your goals, your financial goals, your quality of life goals. Eliminate it, whatever it is. It's unproductive, doesn't move you forward, it holds you back. And for most of us, eliminate would be things like checking Facebook or checking emails all day long and responding to emails. You know, we begin to constantly structure our day around other people's important matters, other people's urgencies, and then our important matters and urgencies get stuffed to the bottom of the pile. I like what you're saying. You know, I think you need to come over and (laughs) sit next to me and say, Max, don't do this. You know, one of the one of the problems that uh, that I face uh, as a growing company is that uh, you know I uh, I guess I was used to doing everything by myself. As the company got bigger, you got to let it go, like that song says, "Let it go, let it go." So uh, those are great tips, Debbie. And I we really appreciate need to that. put a picture of Elsa on your wall. I suspect <laughs> in your household you probably got some Elsa dolls. We and, we, ha- we have we have my daughter has Elsa an Elsa videos. dress. She yeah. could she could come and sing that to me. Maybe I, I should just have her do that. I think you need to put something <laughs> on your wall that says "Let it go" because I know the kind of person that you are. High integrity. You want quality. And part of the reason we don't let things go is we know deep down that if we do it ourselves, it will be done better. Yes. And it's very hard for to let it go to someone else who probably won't do it as good as we will. Right. The, the difference is if you let it go and it isn't perfect, it will still be done well. And then you'll be able to use your time on those high value tasks that either don't get done and you're frustrated over that fact, or it's the, the, the trade-off is the quality of life. Oh, it, it gets done, but it's Sunday afternoon and midnight on Saturday, and you know you know the rub because oh, we're, yeah. we're we're entrepreneurs. It I I never can. And, and by the way, I don't mind this per se. I don't mind working uh, off hours or whatever. But uh, sometimes that's the best when you have kids around. But uh, yes, it can kind of never cons- off. It can consume you exactly, yes, it can. and it's very hard to turn it off mentally. Yes, so oh, totally. Those last two points, delegate and eliminate, can be a really helpful piece to your list building as you prioritize what needs to be done in a day. Thank you. So I hope that helps, and I know other entrepreneurs listening feel the same way. And it's not that it's new information; it's just information we need to be reminded of on a regular basis. So when we come back after the break, I do want to uh, pick your brain a little bit about some advice that you have for growing business owners or frustrated business owners. So we'll be right back in just a minute with Max Miller of the Cross Timbers Gazette. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and and on the web at debbiesardone.com. But it must be moving on. Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safer on pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. 
Be part of the movement that is standing up to cancer and get the new Stand Up to Cancer app for iPhone. Visit the App Store or download by texting STAND to 31826 and tell the world who you stand up for. Message and data rates may apply. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. Thank you so much for staying with us, everybody. We are in the studio today with Max Miller of the Cross Timbers Gazette. He is the publisher, and this is a very successful newspaper in southern Denton County. They have over they, they are distributed to over 42,000 households in a, a really great community and a loyal readership. And we've been talking about entrepreneur success. And, and the thing that we've been talking about the most is what some people would deem a dying industry. And people, you know, he started out his career in broadcasting. It's definitely not dead. It's just different. And now he's got a career in print and newspapers where half the country thinks that print is dead and definitely newspapers are dead. And he's proven otherwise because it is thriving. It is growing. And I know people in our community, uh, they look forward to this newspaper coming in the mail um, uh, every time. So. I wanted to talk with you, Max, a little bit about the resistant business owners who don't want to spend the money to advertise in a newspaper or they feel like they can't afford it. I know in my own business, in my consulting business, I work with cleaning business owners all around the world. And they will come to me and say, Debbie, I'm trying to grow my business. I, I don't have enough customers to, uh, to fill up the schedules of the new people that I've hired and I'm really struggling. What do I do? And I, I ask them, what are you spending on marketing consistently every month? And the answers are shocking. I mean, they're pathetic. And sometimes it's literally nothing. Sometimes it's like 100 or $200 a month. And I want to say, well, you know, how, how can you grow if nobody knows you're out there? But oftentimes when I suggest that print needs to be added to their advertising campaigns, they'll push back because they've heard from somebody who's selling them uh, some type of internet advertising. And I, I generally will point out to them that you're taking advice from the competitors of print. Are you sure that's objective advice? So what do you say, Max, when you're trying to help someone grow their business and they tell you, I thought print was dead? So the first thing I tell them, Debbie, is this is direct mail. This is 100% saturation. This goes to every household and business in your area. Uh, and obviously, this is for a local business in our area. Um, so this is something that everybody is going to take out of their mailbox. Now, you can go online. is great. There's a million websites. There's Facebook and all that good stuff. And I'm not saying those aren't good. Those are good components. But marketing is a puzzle. And a piece of the puzzle should be direct mail and have and have your business in a relevant content uh, position. So you will have your business here with all the local news. Every business wants to be local. You can have a chain of, of uh, 100,000 restaurants or whatever, but each restaurant wants to appeal to their local area. That's where the customers are coming from. So when you're in the Cross Timbers Gazette, you are in a local publication with relevant content. You are showing that you're a local business and also, you are in something that people do read and do look at, and you're in everybody's mailbox. And the big thing I tell people is, you don't have to buy a huge ad. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars a month. You just have to be consistent with your advertising. 
run an ad every month. We can change it up every month, but make sure that it is uh, that you're there because the repetition is what it is. Just like when I go out to the chamber meetings, it's the same thing with people. If you see me a lot, you're going to be reminded about the Gazette. If you see your ad a lot in the Gazette, you're going to be reminded about the business. Thankfully, uh, our advertisers, for the most part, buy into that, and we have a ton of advertisers who are in there years and years and years. I think you've been with me for, I don't know, five or at more least, years, maybe eight least. or nine, whatever. Well, and I'm glad you brought up the point of consistency because so many business owners want to shell out a few hundred dollars and see instant results. And when they don't get a phone call or they don't book a job that at least covers the cost of that ad that month, they will oftentimes get discouraged and drop out. And what they don't understand is the failure is a result of this stopping and starting, stopping and starting. Exactly. The success is a result of consistently showing up in that medium week after week or month after month. Right. You know, scatter shooting does not work. Running an ad uh, every now and again, every other month or a couple times a year, that's not what works. So you have to be consistent with your advertising. You have to be there when people need you. You know, it may be that you're a dentist. I go to the dentist a couple times a year. I see your ad. I don't need you. I've, I've got a dentist. I like my dentist. But what if something happens? Well, now, now I need a new dentist. Well, here's this ad that's been running every single month for years. You see this dentist, and, you, well, you know, why don't we give this guy a shot? You know, People don't buy from strangers. Exactly. You know, this guy looks familiar to me. And what I love is I tell people, put your picture on your ad if you can, because when you go in to see that dentist, you'll, you'll feel like you know him already because you see him in the paper every month. So I tell people that consistency is the most important thing. You're not going to get back your money maybe the first couple of times, whatever, but it's an investment that will pay dividends if you keep it up and keep doing it. And we, of course, uh, hold the hand of all of our advertisers. We have a great graphic artist. We make it easy for these small businesses because most of them don't have a marketing department or an ad agency, so we do all this stuff ourselves for them. Exactly, and they give good suggestions and good ideas of how to make that ad pop or how to make it more effective. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned about just showing up in that paper and being consistent Oftentimes, we think that our ad, the purpose of our ad is for somebody to make a sale that day when they see it. And that really isn't the purpose, and that's why we get disappointed and give up and drop out. The purpose of my ad in your newspaper isn't, I mean, I like it when I get a sale, but the purpose is for me to keep my business in front of those 42,000 households on any given day Maybe one or two or three will pick up the phone and call me, but I have all of them who see me in there all the time. And if I'm not in there all the time, but my competitor is, when they have a need, they're calling my competitor. When I want them to see my ad and to be compelled by it and to remember it so that when they get maybe another type of direct mail piece in the mail, maybe it's Valpac, maybe it's Money Mailer, maybe it's one of the magazines, they also saw me in the newspaper. They keep seeing me every time they turn the corner, and now they open something else they called. Well, here's, here's kind of an interesting phenomenon. I believe that that consistent repetition improves my marketing effectiveness in all the other mediums. It's just that your newspaper might not get credit that day. Right. And the same thing happens with some of the other pieces I advertise in. 
they might call that day finally from the newspaper ad because I had a, a coupon in there that appealed to them, but it was also the effectiveness of all the other ads. It's that, cumulative. That were my, it's cumulative. Yes. And, and that's what people miss. We're so focused on trying to get those individual results. It's really the front of mind awareness, the repetition, the reminders. Branding. Branding. Yes, we specialize in branding. So, Yeah, if, if, if you are here one day and not there the next day, people can't even remember your company. You know, we think as business owners, I think we get a little full of ourselves and we think, well, I've been in business for 30 years. Right. I'm very well branded in my community. Everybody knows me. That's not actually true, is it? No, because we have new people moving in all the time. I hear business owners say, we've been here 30 years, been here 40 years. That's great. I said, I live in Lantana and any of the areas of Southern Denton County, they're all the same, very transient. Mm -hmm. You have people moving in and out all the time. So somebody just moving in from Boise or Los Angeles is not going to know you've been there 30 years and may not know. So if you are there in front of their face on a regular basis, they will get that image of you because we all we all form our um, our image of people pretty quickly, a reputation. You, you, you know, they say the first few seconds. They see that ad every month, that nice ad, and it doesn't have to be big, but that nice looking ad every month, they go, hey, well, these people are around, they're established. Right, they formed an impression. They're here. Even if they don't need your service, they have formed an impression. Exactly. Yeah. You know, their, their neighbor might ask them next week, hey, I need a cleaning service, or I need, you know, uh, my car, car worked on. Who do you know? Well, I don't know anyone specifically, but these guys advertise all the time in the Cross Timbers. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, I, I do love print advertising. I know it works. I'm a big believer in it. And I'll give you an example of a woman that went to work for me in my office who I felt, I had that, that arrogant branding mentality, I felt, well, everyone in town has heard of us. And she told me, she said, well, before I got this job, I'd never heard of you. And I said, what, did you just move in last year? And she said, no, I've lived here for seven years. And I said, you've never heard of my company? She said, no, I've never heard of this company. I was floored. And that was a wake-up call. And that's when I realized I need to quit just advertising in a handful of my pet peeve favorite sources that seem to be top producers. And I need to be everywhere. Because she doesn't open junk mail. Right. And that's why she never saw me in those particular pieces. But she reads the newspaper. And her kids go to the local high school. And that's when I realized I have got to be everywhere, not just in a handful of places. Exactly. So the bottom line is, is that if you are in front of people as much as possible, that's the best way to do it because you want to be a household name. We want to be like Coca-Cola. We want to be like a Frito-Lay. We want to be everywhere and make sure that people always think of us because when they need us, then we will be top of mind. Direct mail can do that. Local relevant content can do that. The Cross Timbers Gazette has 38 years of doing that for local businesses. And when your newspaper shows up in somebody's mail, uh, they weren't proactively looking for you. So you're standing out when they weren't even looking for you, which is a powerful position to be in because you're not being compared with all your competitors or, or the highest coupon or the lowest price when they're actually searching for you on the internet. Exactly, exactly. So. We are here. You don't have to do anything. We're in your mailbox. That's what I love about it. It is, is making it easy, and it's right there for you with everything you need to know. And in this day and age, we need to make it easy for customers to find us. We need to make it easy for customers to know us, like us, and trust us, and then they'll buy from us. That is true indeed, Debbie. 
So thank you so much, Max Miller of the Cross Timbers Gazette, Southern Denton County, for being a guest on my show today. You truly are an expert at marketing and advertising and helping small businesses grow to the size of their dreams. So until next time, everybody, make sure you keep cleaning up in life and in business. For more information on cleaning up, visit us on Facebook and Twitter or at DebbieSardone.com. You're listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.